So, it's good to be in the house of God and it's good to see you. As I said in the early service, I hope and pray that you are thrilled to be here to worship God, to render and be a part of this worship, to render the songs, the prayers, and to offer a smile to your brother or sister, to encourage, say some encouraging words to somebody. Because God has been good to you. Why not be good to somebody? Amen? Amen. Amen. And this morning, we would like to direct your attention to the bulletin. If you have a copy, the outline of the lesson is found inside the bulletin. And it's just simply a lesson about fine-tuning your heart. Fine-tuning your heart. If you need a copy of the bulletin, raise your hand and we've got a brother that'll get it for you. Hold your hand up. Hold your hand up. He said, wave your hand in the air. And worship like you just don't care. (laughs) And I'll stop right there. But talking about fine-tuning the heart. When we talk about the heart of man, we're talking about the mind. The mind of man. The mind of man. And you know what? The mind is a powerful weapon. It's a powerful tool. And if you're not careful about guarding your heart, you can destroy yourself as well as you can destroy other people around you. The Bible constantly warns and talks about guarding your heart. Guarding your heart. Why? Because it's bad enough that the mind is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things, but the devil is constantly trying to gain control of our minds so that he can use us to do and carry out even more destruction and the sad thing is many of us we're just not as careful as we should be in God in our hearts we spend more time watching TV listening to music that is detrimental to our spiritual growth than we do studying the Bible studying the word of God Well, folks, whatever we put in the most is going to be what comes out as a result of who we are. You can't starve the spirit of God and expect to come out smelling like a Christian in your behavior. You can't constantly pump garbage in and expect yourself to come out smelling like a rose. We have to guard our hearts. We have to guard our hearts And we should be striving every day to become more like Jesus every day. It said, tune your heart to this. Be like Jesus. Not Michael Jordan. Be like Jesus. That might sound almost childish, but I promise you it is the highest endeavor and goal of every Christian. Particularly because we wear his name. Think about it. If you say I'm a Christian... You're saying, I am purchased by Christ. I belong to Jesus. And if I belong to Jesus, I should have some characteristics of him. My my behavior should be like him. It's just like growing up in the neighborhood where I grew up. And I still have relatives today and people that I know. they'll, They'll talk to me, they'll see me, and they'll say, boy... I'm looking right at your daddy. But not only are they just referring to that I have 
resemblance of my father. But I get to talking and I laugh. They'll say, oh, my goodness, that's your daddy laughing right there. But you know what? There's an old saying a judge back in Birmingham used to tell guys who didn't pay their child support. He would say, you feed them long enough, they'll look like you. And you know what? Whatever you hang around the most, it rubs off on you. Yes, it does. And if you hang around ungodliness too much, you become acting ungodly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why the Bible warns us. Abstain from the appearance, every appearance of evil. Yeah. The Bible tells us, come ye out from among them. Yeah. Among them be ye separate. Yeah. Be ye holy. Yeah. The Bible teaches us there are things, there are people, there are circumstances and situations we should avoid. It does not help us in our endeavors to be more like Jesus. If you will go through each day with the thought of being like Jesus, I want to be like Jesus, you will live the most blessed life imaginable or possible. And that's a guarantee in God's word. Here are some ways we can strive to become more like Jesus. Be humble like Jesus. The king of kings emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. As the scripture text was read into your hearing, Philippians 2, 6 through 8. Jesus was humble and not haughty. We need to be like Jesus. We're so busy in life trying to make a name for ourselves, but we have the greatest name ever known to the tongue of man, Christian. But that tells us something when we disregard in understanding what name we wear. We're so busy trying to make an impressionable image with worldly people that we forget we wear the name that means everything to God. Think about that. Think about how much time and effort and money people invest in trying to make a name for themselves. And man, in the end, the only name that's going to matter is, did you belong to Christ? The only thing that's going to matter in judgment, will Jesus speak up and say, is one of mine. But see, Jesus can't claim you to be one of his if you're outside of Christ. That's why it's so important to put on Christ. Because that name means something. Amen? Amen. To become more like Jesus, or we should strive to be more like Jesus, we should be a worker like Jesus. Having been determined to be about his father's business, even at an early age, Luke 2 and 49, at 12 years of age, he then said as an adult, I must work the works of him who sent me. Amen. John 9 and 4, Jesus was a worker and not a slacker. Be like Jesus. Amen. Amen. Be like Jesus when it comes to showing up at worship on time. Amen. Sunday roll around every week after Saturday. Yeah. 
Mentioned last Sunday. Take more time preparing on Saturday. And then you could get up on Sunday and be here on time. Not dragging in, not running in, not coming in, hiding in the back. And I'm not taking no pot shot at anybody sitting in the back. I'm just simply saying... Jesus wasn't a slacker. He was about business. I want to say you don't slack on your job, but that would be a lie. Some people do. But if you want to move up and you want to achieve, you don't slack on your job. Because you want to make the best impression so that if a promotion or some kind of potential comes around or you plan on asking for a raise or something, you can say, look, you notice my work habit. You have seen the work that I do. You can't say that if you're a slacker. Amen. You can't say that if you ain't never on time for work. That's right. Jesus was about business. He said, man, I must be about the work of the one who sent me. Yep. And you know what? Jesus charged us in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission to go. So you know what? We have someone who has charged us and sent us. So you can't be a slacker. Man. You can't be half-stepping about this. Sure. Goes on to say, be a leader like Jesus. Jesus was a leader who set the example for others to follow. John 13, 12 through 15, 1 Peter 2, 21. Yeah. When others see us, they should see people who look like Jesus. Ooh, I like that. When people see us, Amen. they should automatically know there's something about us that's different than people in the world. There's something about us that sets us apart. There's something about us that sets us to a different standard. When people see us, they should be able to see Jesus. Amen. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. And want to follow us as we follow Christ. You know what? We don't have to walk around with a Bible and and beat people across the head and and argue with people. Our lives as living epistles should teach love, peace, long-suffering, understanding. It should teach all of these qualities and traits of Jesus just by the everyday way we live when people see us and come in contact with us this is what they should see folks it should be a bible story unto them amen Amen. well let, let me clarify that it should be an honorable and upright bible story because there are some devil stories in the bible too jezebel in the bible too But it should be a positive experience when people come in contact with us. So we should strive to be a leader, not a follower. Christians need to get out of the habit of always following what folks are doing in the world. Romans 12 and 2 said, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Be a leader. Quit talking about what you can't do. How do you know you can't do it if you never tried? We're raising a generation of young people who who believe they can't do anything. Mm 
They're being raised up, waiting on their parents to give them everything. Got men growing up, grown men who don't know how to be responsible. They know how to go out and make babies, but they don't know how to get a job and take care of them. And you know what? And it's more to even taking care of a baby than just paying child support. Children need nurturing. Children need, they need that nurturing and that love and that care. Well, how do they know how to do that? They haven't gone to God's word for guidance, for understanding. What are they, what are they instilling in their children growing up? With the absence of God in their lives, what are you going to raise up in this society? Bunch of monsters. That's what's coming up. Be a leader. Stop waiting for somebody to lead you. Be a leader. You have all the resources you need in order to be a great leader for the Lord. Right here in his word. Amen. I think about David, little shepherd boy. How his siblings, they put him down. They talked about him. They laughed at him. While his older siblings were in the army and they served. And then they encountered Goliath. And David, being as inquisitive as he was and everything, he went away to see what was going on on the front line and everything. He found a bunch of cowards, a bunch of chickens. And even though they were afraid to go out there and confront Goliath, they still talked about him and called him, you little stinky sheep boy. Go see about your sheep. But yet, what set David apart? His faith. What set David apart was his faith. And day after day, Goliath would come out and talk smack. Day after day. And finally, Goliath cursed David. God. And David said, enough is enough. David handled business. Just like we should be handling business. Without faith, you can't please God. Without faith, some of us could probably develop and we have the potential to be great leaders. But you know what's holding us back? We don't have faith in God. We don't see how we can make it through secular education, so we just give up. But let me tell you something. Faith in God can take you further than a secular education will ever take you. Faith in God can open doors that I don't care what degree you got at college from. Some folks still going to slam the door in your face. But God can arrange it where a door can be open and no man can shut it. Some of us, we don't, we don't offer the church anything as far as leadership and, and, and helping to promote the kingdom. Because you know what? We don't have faith. Amen. But remember what the scripture says, Hebrews eleven six. 6. Without it, you can't please God. Amen. So you better enjoy your heaven while you're here on earth. Because you're going to perish with it. Anyway, we, we don't like when we talk about that, but you know, it's the truth anyway. Amen. It's the truth. Jesus was a leader and not a follower. Amen. Be like Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
be like Jesus. Be a finisher like Jesus. Even when things got tough for Jesus, he kept right on going so that he could finish his work. John 4.34. And let me tell you, there was no greater task ever put before a man than the task Jesus had before him. When times got rough, I always go back to the garden. When Jesus was there in the garden and his sweat were as drops of blood. When Jesus even prayed, man, if there's another way, let this cup pass. But you know what? He knew that the work was still ahead. And he said, not my will. Thy will be done. What if Jesus would have had the, the, the attitude or the spirit that we have when we are confronted with rough times? Never would have made it to the cross, would he? Huh? Because it's sad when we are faced with difficulties in life. Instead of becoming more prayerful, instead of calling other Christians saying, pray with me. Instead of looking for other spiritual minded people to encourage you, we just leave the church. As if God did something wrong to you. The church is the last place you need to turn your back on and leave. If all spiritual blessings are in Christ, where in the world are you going to go to get help other than from the devil? And you know what? It's so sad. So often folks will leave a church and they go right to the devil. Some man, yeah, some man out there help you pay your bills, but he wants something in return. There's some man out there that'll help you. There's some woman out there that'll please you because you ain't happy at home, brother. But you're going you're gonna to pay the cost. Yeah. Why in the world would you turn from the church? If all spiritual blessings are in Christ. Yeah. When the times get hard, you just grow that much closer to the Lord. When times get difficult, you just pray that much more. Amen. When times get difficult, you just remember Jesus in the garden. When times get difficult, you remember the promises that the Lord has made. I will never leave you nor forsake you. But see, you don't know that if you don't study, right? See, you got to study to know what the promises are. And don't think the devil won't bless you in his own way. And he'll make your life miserable the rest of your life. Amen. 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 Be a finisher like Jesus. He did not give up or quit, but he kept, he kept his focus on the task that was ahead of him, on the joy set before him. Hebrews 12 and 2. Jesus was a finisher and not a quitter. So you need to be like who? Be like Jesus. See, even in Christianity, what you got to understand, folks, just because you run in this race, you ain't guaranteed to go to heaven. Looking at my friend here, little Jeff. I used to tease Jeff when he was in high school. This boy was one of the fastest runners in Georgia. Other than me. <laughs> I used to tease him all the time about racing him. 
And one day, I, I know he just got tired of me every time he saw me. I said, boy, you ready for me? You ready for me? And one Sunday, he was ready. And so was I. He was ready to change his shoes and everything. I went and got on my motorcycle. <laughs> he, said, he said, I ain't going to race you on that. I said, well, I hope you didn't think I was running. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Good to see you. All grown up. Man, expecting great things out of you. Amen. Stay focused. Right. Don't be a follower. Be a leader. Amen. Yeah. Be a leader. To all of us, don't be a quitter. God has given us. What does Philippians 4.13 say? All of us know what it says. I can do what? Well, if you have faith and believe that, how could you be a quitter? Huh? A quitter can't believe that. Amen. A quitter cannot believe Philippians 4.13. Because a quitter would know God will provide and make a way. I've always said, you know, just like applying for a job, person turn you down, you just figure out a different way to apply. Yeah. Sometimes you have to go back and change some words. Sometimes you just have to submit it a different way. So what you mean submit it a different way? Sometimes you need to, hey, submit it online, then sometimes you might give a person who worked there a copy and say, drop it off at your HR. That's right. <laughs> Man, Christians don't quit. Amen. Just because you run in the race, that ain't no guarantee acceptance in heaven. You've got to persevere and finish. You've got to endure. You've got to cross the line, folks. You've got to cross the line. And it doesn't matter. You know what? You may not finish as fast as somebody else, but you've got to finish. Amen. Many folks going to stand before the Lord. Lord, did I not run that race? Did I not do this in your name? Did I do And the Lord will say, don't matter. You didn't finish it. You didn't finish. You let folks get on your nerves and you quit attending service faithfully. You allow what other people what you thought other people were saying. And you know, a lot of times folks always say, well, folks always talking. Who talking about you? Call some names. Call some names so that you can resolve it the Christian way. If you got an alt with your brother, the Bible said you go to that brother one-on-one. -on -one. Folks talking. People talking. Man, ain't nobody, to be honest, nobody talking about you. Ain't nobody talking about you. You just let the devil get in you. Don't quit. Amen? Amen. Jesus wasn't a quitter. And thank God he wasn't. Where would we be today if he had not gone to that cross? Lost. Lost. No hope. No hope whatsoever. Thank God he wasn't a quitter. Be a God pleaser. Like Jesus. Lord knows we could spend some time on this. Be a God pleaser. And stop trying to. I better not say it that way. Might offend somebody. 
have more concern about pleasing God than man. Okay? Okay? One of the summaries that Jesus made of his life was, I always do those things that please the Father. Is that your mindset? Or is your mentality, I always do the things that's going to get me brownie points? Doesn't matter who back you stab, who reputation you assassinate, whose character you try to drive in the ground. No, see, that's a that's a that's a man pleaser right there. Jesus was a God pleaser and not a man pleaser. Be like Jesus. Amen? Amen. You will never do anything wrong by doing it the way Jesus did it. Think about that for a moment. You can never do anything wrong by doing it the way Jesus say do it. Ain't no wrong in right. Ain't no wrong in doing it the way the truth said for it to be done. It may not be popular. It may seem crazy to other people who live and walk in darkness. But you're not doing it to please them. You're doing it to please God. We don't, we don't hear anymore in, in our sermons and in our teachings in the church anymore about purity, mm. abstinence. Putting, keeping and restoring the value on virginity anymore. Man, if you don't hear it preached at church and you know many parents ain't saying nothing about it at home, why should any young person believe there's a true value in remaining a virgin? TV telling you, so yokes. The music telling you, oh, oh, oh. Music telling you, so yokes. Everywhere you look, the commercials are telling you, sow your oats. Yep. Somebody need to speak up and say, don't do that. Amen. But look at this Kodak moment I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you heard the word virgin in a conversation you've been in? Did you hear it this week? Did you hear it last week? Did you hear it week before? No, you don't hear about it anymore because guess what? Most people don't believe in it anymore. Even, it's sad to say, even a lot of folks in the church are just giving up hope that, you know what? My child, my children, they just ain't going to make it. They're going to go out there, they're going to do it. Well, you know what? And as long as you keep endorsing them to do it, they're going to do it. And even if they go out there and do it, that's no excuse for you to stop teaching that they shouldn't. Amen. Man, we got to really look at this thing. Are we truly striving to be like Jesus? Mm. Heaven is a holy place. Amen. You think about it. Jesus came down to this earth. Took upon him the form of a man and in the flesh. And he dwelt among sinful people. Sinful people. 
And to show you how serious this thing is about heaven, God is in heaven, right? Amen. And God had to turn his back. He had to turn away from Jesus as he hung on the cross because he bore the sins for us, right? Now, if God turned away from Jesus hanging on the cross because he bore our sins, what make you think you're going to make it into heaven not having a pure heart, not being holy? Man, you're not going to make it. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God, right? One of the Beatitudes, right? Now, heaven is a holy place because our holy God dwells there. And if we don't strive to be like Jesus, how in the world are we going to get in? Jesus went back to heaven, right? And the Bible says he sits at the right hand of the Father, right? How did he get back? Because he did no sin. Why he dwelt among men, why he dwelt among sinful men, why he dwelt among evil and wickedness, the Bible said no guile was found in his mouth. And some of you sitting there saying, so you expect me to live without doing it? You could do whatever you want to. Some of you used to be liars. You stopped lying, didn't you? Some of you used to be whoremongers. You stopped whoremongering, right? I would hope some of you didn't used to be thieves, but if you you, you used to steal, you don't steal no more, right? Some of you used to be gossipers, right? You stopped gossiping. Don't tell me what you can't do. A mind is a powerful tool, and it's up to you to make up your mind to do what you want to do. And really what it boils down to, how serious are you about going to heaven? I'm going to tell you how serious God is. God can't dwell where sin is. You say, well, with God's grace, God's grace will get me in. Don't play God for some fool. You got to do your part. God's grace will do its part. But let me tell you, God's grace is going to do its part when you do your part. Some of us think we could just live, we could be slowful, we could be lazy, we could be carnal-minded, and then just, well, God's going to understand his grace to get me in. It don't work that way, folks. There's work for for us to do. We have to hold up to our end of the deal. What is that in? Romans 12 and 1. Present your body a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Man, you got to separate yourself from the cares of this life. Amen. You just can't live in the kind of way. I, I give you a good example. You know the story of rich man and Lazarus? Huh? Why didn't God's grace save the rich man? Huh? Why didn't God's grace say to the rich man? If you, if you are of that mindset to say, God's grace is going to save me and get me in, why didn't it say to the rich man? Huh? Because his heart wasn't right. The Bible said, Lazarus died and the rich man died too. But one got an escort by the angels and the other one was just buried. It says, Lazarus 
ended up in the bosom of Abraham in comfort and peace. But the Bible said about the rich man, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. Where was God's grace? Huh? Is that what you're banking on? I'm going to feed my flesh and I'm going to enjoy the desires of my carnality, of my flesh. And I'm just going to say, God's grace is going to kick in. Why didn't it kick in for the rich man? Look over there. What is Luke 19, the story over there. Look over there. It's not a parable. It's real. The rich man... The Bible said, he said, I'm in torment in this place. Where was God's grace? See, the problem, people want to abuse God's grace for the simple reason people don't want to deny themselves. They don't want to, they don't want to render a sacrifice. They don't want to deny themselves to do what's necessary to show their love for God. They just want God to forget about all of the evil and the wickedness they did and just say, let me into heaven. Well, look, if you can't prove yourself and deny yourself down here, all you would do is raise hell in heaven. <laughs> there, there will be whoremongers in heaven, liars, thieves, slowful people and everything. Heaven would just as well become hell. If everybody got in based upon what you think. But see the Bible says different. And thank goodness it does. You have to understand. Grace. Will. Have to kick in. For all of us to make it. No ifs ands or buts about it. But grace is not to be abused. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What was the answer? God forbid. How can we who are dead to sin. And no longer be a servant of sin. You know what? We supposed to be putting this flesh to death. Every day. Every day. Not serve the flesh. But putting it to death. Keeping it. Down. And allowing the spirit of God to dwell and rule in our lives. Jesus was tempted. Was he not? Numerous occasions. But guess what? He overcame the evil with good. He did not give in to the temptations. Why do we give in to the temptations so often? Because you know what? We pump more stuff into us to feed the flesh. And we give in to it. You starve the spirit. The spirit won't have a chance to help you. Amen. Amen. You all looking at me like. 45 up here. Grace will play his role. But you know what. We got to do our work. Amen. So don't leave your line saying, Brother May say grace don't play no part in my salvation. Yes, it does. it does. But if you just banking on grace to get you in while you live in a, in a, in a nasty, sinful, 
environment and doing things that are against the will of God. No, grace grace won't get you in. Because if that's the case, the rich man should have got in. But the rich man ended up somewhere else. And evidently that place is so horrible. It's so horrible that rich man decided he wanted to become an evangelist. And he decided, he said, let me go. No, send Lazarus to tell my brothers. They don't want to come here. But you know what? When you're dead, it's too late. When you're dead, it's too late. He said they have Moses and the prophets. Man, if they don't believe the word from them that came from God, what makes you think they're going to believe somebody came from the dead? Be like Jesus. That's my challenge to you today. Be like Jesus. Amen. So what? So what are some of those qualities? It said, "Be humble like Jesus." Man, God could use a humble heart, buddy. Amen. He could use a humble heart. Be humble like Jesus. Be a worker like Jesus. Be a leader like Jesus. Be a finisher like Jesus. Be a self-starter like Jesus. Oh, I skipped that, didn't I? He didn't wait for others to ask him to do good. He just went about doing it. You ain't got to call the elders all the time about, I'm thinking about doing it. If it's a good work, do it. Do it. Somebody come to you hungry. You ain't got to call Brother Tim and me talk about something. Well, this person hungry, I'm thinking about uh, taking them to go get something to eat. You ain't got to call me and tell me that. They hungry. Better yet, if you don't have the money, just say, Brother man, I'm wondering, can, can you open the building? I guess I might open the building. I can bring this person to go to the pantry. Just do good. Amen. But see, the problem with a lot of folks, we, we, we got to set the stage to try to get some credit. Jesus wasn't even about that. And you shouldn't be about it. What you do in secret, God will reward you openly. He know what you're doing. See, that's the world. I ain't ain't, going to do nothing until the camera show up. Want the pat on the back. Want the accolades. Man, just do good. Be a self-starter. Young folks, be a self-starter doing something good. Jump up and want to do everything else in the world to get credit should be just as important doing something in the Lord's church. Be a leader. Is that all right? Amen. Now, some of you might call it fussing. I ain't fussing. I'm just simply telling you the Christian life is different. It's different. And we are called out, set apart. And we're told to come ye out from among the rest of these folks walking in darkness who live in sin. Come ye out from among them. Be ye separate, said the Lord. Not bury me, the Lord. I'm saying just live up to your potential. Live up to what God called you out to be. Megan and Harry, they, they got tired of that royal stuff. They said, man, I just want to live. Harry said, I just want to chill. 
Harris, I just want to chill. I just want to enjoy my marriage. I just want to enjoy life. I'm tired of all of this properness and this and that. Man, Harris, I just want to live. Folks went crazy when Harris said, man, I want to denounce. I want to get out of this. And Harris can still go to heaven. <laughs> but see, we shouldn't denounce ours. Because see, for us to denounce our royalty is to denounce Jesus. And we can't be saved apart from Jesus. Amen. You think that royalty over in England is something? No. This is the royalty that matters. Amen. Of God. Understand who you are. Your royal priesthood. How a royal priesthood. Man. Royal, royal young ladies and royal young men don't go around laying up with everybody and catching fleas. Amen. Your reputation is upstanding. You're concerned about God looking at you and, and you're wearing the name of Christ. What are you doing to the name of Christ? Going out here laying up and sleeping around and doing all this stuff. Yeah. You're not upholding the standards. Let me just throw this. It ain't just young folks. Amen. Some old heads too. Mm. Out there dipping and dabbing and doing what you shouldn't be doing. We're better than that. And if people are going to see the difference, we've got to live up to the standard. Amen. Amen. That's all I have today. Understand your value. Understand your worth. You, you, you talk about you're tired of people looking down on you. You're tired of people acting like your life don't matter, this and that. Well, act like it matters. Carry yourself like a Christian. And you know what? You don't even have to tell people. They'll see it. They'll see it. When you live the qualities that Jesus lived, you know what? When people saw Jesus, they knew it was something different about him. They knew it. Peter tried to deny him on one occasion. And, the, and that third accuser said, oh, I know you're one of them. I know you're one of them. Because you talk like him. You've been around him. He ain't rubbed off on you. Still got Christian folks who walk around cursing. And they think because they said, excuse my French, that means it's okay. Why are you still cursing? Because you're hanging around people who curse. If you ain't hanging around other people who curse, where are you getting it from? Huh? You hanging around folks who cursing. That's why it's so easy for it to come out of your mouth. That's right. Come ye out from among them. Yeah. And be what Jesus has called for you to become. Amen. Like him. Like him. Holy. Be holy. For I am holy. Amen. Amen. Faithful is he that calleth you, and he will do it. He'll see you through. 
He'll never leave you nor forsake you. If you're here today and you haven't obeyed the gospel, if you haven't put Christ on in baptism, you need to get yourself saved today. You need to get yourself saved the correct way. That is according to the scriptures. Not according to what you think or what somebody told you and felt. According to what the Bible teaches. Hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized for the remission of your sin. Walk in a newness of life and remain faithful unto death. That's what you need to do. God is going to help you and he he offers you a family of support to help you along the way. Don't tell me it can't be done. It could be done if you put your mind to it. Daniel put his mind to it that he wasn't going to serve no other God. Threatened him with his life. They even threw him in the lion's den. But you know what? Daniel still didn't give over to worshiping an idol God. Mm -hmm. We need to make up our minds today. Who we going to serve? God or ourselves? If you're here today, you are a member of the body. You need to get things right. Today will be a good day. To leave here a better person with a peace of mind knowing, hey, I know how I messed up, how I got sidetracked in the past, but today is a new day. I'm on my way to a better way of living. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to put God first. I'm going to uphold the greatest commandment that I've been charged. It's to love the Lord that God with all my heart, mind, soul, strength. I'm going to do it God's way. Because the truth is, there is no other way. That's right. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can go unto the Father except by me. So if you want to go to heaven, you've got to do it God's way. You've got to do it through Christ. What's our song? I know the Lord will make a way. That's a great song there. I know he will. I know he will, but you've got to have faith to believe it. You've got to have faith to believe it. Let us together stand and let us sing. I know the Lord.